Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. We got some incredible, incredible panelists that are about to come on right now. Um, I've been able to either, either they're in a book or we're in a book or personally work with them or hang out with them all of these incredible leaders. So let's bring on the panel here. And I'm going to introduce the panel as we bring them on. We got Canada representing, right? Jackie, say hello. We've got the Australians representing from the down under. They're in the future, right? What time is it, uh, Starkeys and Andrew? What time is it there in Australia? 7.15. 7.15. Quarter past seven in the morning. Oh, wow. You guys are used to our crazy time zones though, right? As we go, we yeah. got Judy. Judy, she's uh, been to several masterminds and we've had a ton of fun and she's she's living in Vegas right there in the nice, oh, cool, chilly weather, right? Nice and nice and chilly. What? How hot has it been there? Oh, it's been in the 90s getting up in the hundreds so yeah. it's still pretty warm yeah it's pretty warm wow. right and then we've got ashlyn ashlyn's been to the second most amount of masterminds of of anyone so we've had too much fun traveling all over the world and so it's just fun for me to be able to have friends come on here these are all top earners these are not trying to figure it out uh, variety of levels and the variety of level is expert to expert. And that doesn't mean they're not learning. The thing that impresses me the most about all of them is every single one of these leaders, every single one of them are extremely coachable and teachable. And they're always asking questions. They're always striving to learn more. So I've been thinking of different questions to ask. And one of the questions that I wrote out, and literally you can ask them this. They asked me the questions even yesterday. And I said, I don't know yet. I'm going to kind of see how the event goes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and whoever goes first will go last the time after that. We're going to try to keep it just a couple minutes each so we can get to more questions. But if it's something you feel like you can answer and you want to give just an extra minute or two, that's fine, as you know. And if you feel like it's something you want to give a shorter answer, you can as well. But this is going to be more of a rapid fire. So the first question is, how do you get the newest person launched fast? Because we know the name of the game, people are always going to talk about, well, I got a recruit, I got a sponsor. But then after that, a lot of times, I think one of the reasons why they stop doing well at sponsoring is because they have this limiting belief of, well, I sponsor, but then they don't have any success and I don't want to bring people in and they don't have any success. And so they, they get stuck there. So my question is, is how do we launch the newest person faster. We're going to actually start with, with Jackie. Then after that, we'll go from there. I'll help uh, moderate a little bit. So Jackie, what would you say to that? Well, the first thing that I'm going to tell you is this was an area that I struggled with for a long time. And once I figured it out, things just fell into place. So the first thing I'm going to tell you, you bring somebody on, don't overwhelm them. <clears throat> you overwhelm your newest person, and I know you're excited. You want to add them to this group and this group and this video and watch this. And you know what they do? Nothing. They shut down on you. So chances are someone you've brought in, if they're ghosting you, they're overwhelmed. So I'm going to keep this really quick because I, the, I need to hear from these other folks on here because they inspire me. But I would tell you, give them assignments. Every single day, you're going to pop in in the morning and you 
give them an assignment. So this is an income producing assignment, whether it's list, follow up, um, invite, enroll, something. Give them an assignment. People want to be, people are looking to you to lead them through this. So lead them through for their minimum first 30, 60, 90 days, and you walk it with them every day. Give them an assignment. And the, the thing I like about giving them an assignment is this is how you can help give them direction because we're typically used to being, as we're doing this, right? We're the type of people where we are used to the employee mindset where we're told what to do. And so now all of a sudden, it's like we get to do what we want, when we want, right? And as we get to do what we want, when we want, it's like, oh, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland. And so we've got to make it super simple for them. And I know it can feel like you're bossing them around. But what you're really doing is you're giving them, as Sean talks about earlier, is you're giving them a map. You're giving them direction. So, Andrew, what would you say? Yeah, ex like exactly what Jackie said, really. It's, it, the key is you can't overwhelm someone because an overwhelmed mind does nothing. And I think it's, it's twofold as well, because, you know, obviously when we're building a business and not everyone is going to be doing this with us, like we, we know that not everyone will do what we want to do. And part of our role is to sort of sift and sort and network marketing needs to add to our life, you know, financially and time, you know, we don't want to be doing this and making money, but just completely overwhelmed and stressed out ourselves. So part of that is finding who is actually in action and who is just, you know, a bit of a talker and, and we've all had those people that promise a lot, but maybe don't actually deliver at the end of the day. So the key of just giving people those little bite-sized chunks is like, you know what, step one is just to go and do this. You know, you want to have that system written out for yourself. And then that posture where you can like, you know what, step one is like, well, we need to actually put the products in your body so we can create your story. And then step two is you need to write the list. And then step three I'm going to take you through how to contact some of these people and let's or step four is let's create your first social media post, whatever that system is. It's about looking at who's actually come back to you as well. It's got to be like that, you know, that game of tennis or that game of chess where you just can't do seven or eight steps. And then they're just sitting there or, you know, the analogy, if you throw seven or eight balls at someone, they catch none, you know, but if you just throw one and they catch it, throw one and then they catch it. So, you're looking to give it to them in bite-sized chunks so they can follow and they're not overwhelmed. But then you're also looking at who's coming back. And if I say to someone, you know, step one to growing this business is to actually, you know, open the box and put the products in your mouth and they can't do that, then they're probably not going to be the next great leader that I'm looking for. So it's a matter of, okay, well, like, let's just do that. And then do you have two people you can talk to? Like, let's just reach out to those two people. And again, if they don't know two people who could do this, they're probably not going to know 2,000. So let's just work in bite-sized chunks. As we say, we don't overwhelm them, but we also check that how much activity they're going to do and how willing they are to back up their words. I love that. Mm, so I'm thinking a little bit on that as you're saying it is, it's a balance of giving them assignments, but at the same time, you're learning to match their energy because a lot of times people give assignments and they, they cling to that person, right? And it's like two months later, I'm still, I'm still trying to get the newest person launched fast. And a lot of times, because they just don't want to talk to new people, it's easier to do that. But I, I get that. And that's, that's a good balance because part of the duplication is also finding the right people. And if you're stuck on the same people that aren't that's right. 
right? They're ask holes, right? You, they go and they ask for advice and they do the complete opposite. So let's stay in Australia here in the land down under. So Charlie and Annie, these two on stage, by the way, are just hilarious. Like the banter back and forth and you know, Annie pushing Charlie away and saying, hey, it's my turn to speak. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I just love it. So I'm assuming Annie's going first, but either one of you can. Spot on, Rob. You're absolutely spot on. One of the big things for Charlie and I is actually making sure people have, have, have we've educated their expectations. I think when you've got someone who's brand new, they, they expect in multi-level marketing for some, you know, crazy reason that this is going to be a highway to success. It's going to be so fast and they're going to be the people that are going to blitz it and be the next person at the top. But we all know that that's not the case. And so finding out what their expectations are from day one for the newest recruit is the most important thing. So as Andrew said, you know, if they're not willing to open the box and actually even take the product, what's their expectation for success? Where do they see themselves in three months, six months, you know, 12 months? Because for us, this is a long-term game. You know, we've been in this business and in this company for 20 years. So we are really aware that, you know, educating people's expectations and asking them to understand what they see as the long-term game and, you know, exactly what Jackie said, don't overwhelm them, but what are they willing to actually do? We've all got, you know, um, you know, launch processes. We've all got getting started this. We've all got that. That's the, each, each leader's actually got that. But it's actually understanding for them what do they actually see themselves doing? What do they actually see themselves? We're willing to partner with them. You know, we'll take five steps forward if they take, five, you know, two, even four. But what are they willing to do? I think that's one of the big things is that educating their expectations and making sure there's a marriage of what we expect and what they are expecting in this industry. Yeah, so the old adage. And that's often very hard. Right. Charlie's okay. like, okay, that's I concur. Often, to, you know, in reality, and that's why, you know, when you're first launching someone, I'm going to suggest to you that you make sure you set up the follow-up call from the meeting, first mm -hmm. meeting. You know, if you're someone who's yes. just starting out, make sure you book the next meeting because, and maybe book the next two because sometimes people can be all out, totally all over the place, as everyone's just said, shared, that, you know, people's expectation uh, maybe, maybe not, all back, forth, and so on. You've got to really try to encourage them to work out what their why is, why do they want to be here, and step them forward from there. Because at the end of the day, it's really, well, do they want to change their circumstances? You know, listening to I'm Sean earlier, to are they willing to work? Are they willing to actually put in to get what they want? Yeah, I'm thinking about it as you guys are talking and 90% of disappointment comes from unrealistic expectations. At the same time, of course, we want people to dream big, but it's, it's such a tough balance. And I think it's important is what you're both saying is, well, first off, as we're creating that marriage, ask questions to see where they're at. And if yeah. somebody creates a goal that's huge, well, they need to understand what it's going to take to achieve it. Because I think, and I think you guys would all agree with me on this. If not, that's okay. We're still friends. But I'm, I think that even though we try to teach people, and, and some of us are much better at it than others, that this is not net hope marketing, not net wishing, not net dreaming, not net looking around, right? Not net lottery ticket marketing in the back of their minds. Or maybe that was just me. I was taught that it wasn't. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I can just get so-and-so, right? I wasn't focusing on 
becoming better at the very beginning. I was focusing on finding better, even though they told me become better and you'll find better. I'm just like, yeah, but if I can find two or three people that are total animals, I'm going to be able to achieve all of my dreams, goals, wishes, ambitions. And so I think the back of people's minds, because it's such a leverage vehicle and there is so much opportunity, they still have mismanaged expectations that you think you've explained it, but we could do a better job of explaining it. And you're still giving them hope and vision. Like I remember telling a friend, look, so what if it took you five years? If you were truly committed for five years, what else on the planet could you do? I'm not making guarantees or promises. What else on the planet could you do five years from now? You wouldn't have to work again. Judy, talk to us. What would, what would you say? You're, you're one of the top earners in your company, absolutely crushing it. You're helping new people launch. Like, what do you do? What do you say? Uh, Honestly, I think it's an ever evolving process because what I do now isn't what I did 10 years ago. So in the last 10 years, I've learned a lot. Like Jackie said, overwhelming people, that is something you totally don't want to do. But I probably did that for the first three years or so in the business. So I think it's just something that you learn over time that you have to keep things simple and duplicatable. Because if you give someone way too much information, you add them to 25 groups, you tell them to go watch this training, that training, it, it is so overwhelming for people. And they, they get so confused and start to wonder, how can I do this? I mean, I'm going to have to teach people that I bring into this business to do this. How can I possibly do that? So I think it's so, so important that you just keep things very, very simple. And if you yeah. have a few quick steps that you can guide people to, to help them get started, then that shows them that they can do that. Because if they have that same, those same tools, then, you know, obviously you can add more to those tools. But uh, if you have a quick, simple, duplicatable process, I think it makes yeah. it easier. And like I said, I've done it different all throughout the years. And just recently, it's changing again for me, because now my company has actually provided us with those simple tools. And so it's easier than ever now, because I can, that I'll guide my new affiliates to those steps. And then they know that that's how they duplicate. Um, So this is, this is all new and much more simpler for me. And um, I think that's the most important thing is just to keep it simple. And like Jackie said, don't overwhelm people. Yeah. A very important distinction because I went through the same process where I think it was, I was just, I think it was filling my own insecurities because I had success when I knew very little. And then after that, I knew a lot and I had less success and I became a professional sales type person where I was, ah, like the company's this and it's this old and we got this science and we got all these pending patents and all these awards. And it was like diarrhea of the mouth, just to give a visual. That's what it was. They were probably like, oh, like stop it, Rob. And in the end, it was such a good presentation that it was awful because I would get signups, but in their minds, they're thinking, I can't do what you're doing. And it took me, probably took me a year to figure that out. Uh, That's why I went up really fast. And then I just down, 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 down. And then I started kind of coming back because I thought the presentation was so good. I was getting better, but to learn that information was to give me more confidence, not to overwhelm other people. 
Ashlyn, I know you're extremely good as well of, of keeping it simple. And, and I know a lot about your business and your systems and stuff. What I know is it's always tough going last because you're like, geez, it I is. just had five Whoa, people light, go. Light, they light took light all my stuff, right? So what would you add or confirm to all this? Yeah, uh, they kind of said it all. I mean, Jackie started it off with just about anything, <laughs> anything I would want to say. But just, just to add a little bit, like the, what came to my mind as after you asked and as people were talking was just this, like spoon feeding them little bits at a time. Um, and the people that are going to run there, you're going to know that they're going to take off. They're going to start getting a couple steps ahead of you. They're going to start, you know, figuring things out on their own. And then you'll know that that person is, is a little more independent and doesn't need quite so much handholding. And the other people that still need the bites, uh, you're still keeping pace with them as well. So it just is a great idea to start with the small things and just to get them wins right away to make them feel like they have accomplished something that they've gotten. They've gotten a win. They've checked something off. They've moved their business forward. Um, something as small as their first sale or their first first customer, first sign up, whatever that is, just keep getting them those little wins and uh, making them understand, you know, that it's about forward progress, not necessarily results, but it's all those small things that add up to the big things. Yeah, so important. So going along with that, to have another question, what we're going to do is we're going to let Ashlyn go first on this specific question is, Ashlyn, all the information, everything that you've learned, if you had to start all over again, day one, and you had to start all over from scratch and you couldn't tell people about all the wild success that you've had in this incredible network marketing profession. What would you do? And you can say what you would do for, for the next couple months and you can break it down to days. You guys can all go in any direction you want, but Ashlyn, you're starting all over again right now. Can't sell the past credibility, right? Cause I want to, mm -hmm. I want to have other people be able to say, okay, what, Put them, put themselves in your shoes of you starting over and you putting yourself in their shoes so that they can connect and resonate. Because I just think sometimes for all of us, there's a disconnect where we've had success and they're like, well, yeah, but they don't realize all the journey and everything we went through. So now let's, let's go to that beginning right now. You're starting all over again right now. What are many or some or a few of the things that you would do to just crush your business and launch? Because this is for all of you right now. Whether it's for new team members or you're relaunching your business, you can follow these strategies that these leaders are going to give to you. I think much like in the beginning, you were just kind of talking about a little bit about ignorance on fire um, when you're just so excited and you don't know any better. Um, I think I just tackle it like that. Uh, you don't have to know everything. I mean, obviously ignorance, but with tact, um, personal relationships, but I think just just from my own, you know, when I was first starting, um, I've had a lot of great success, but I can look back and see when I let um, fear get the best of me, when I didn't have the confidence that I should have had, that I definitely could have had, you know, it, even if I can't share past credibility, just reminding myself that this may be, this is for some people, it's not for all people, and that's okay, that there's enough people on, you know, in this country, on this planet, whatever, um, and just just keep providing value to the world uh, like I am and just keep building relationships and sharing with people and just not stopping. 
Uh, it doesn't really matter what it what it is, uh, what company you're with. Like if you have a passion for it um, and a desire to help other people achieve, then um, you can start over anytime, really. Yeah, and I like how you talked about the ignorance on fire because you know this from our mastermind principles and we spend a long time on it. So I'm just going to give the short abbreviated version. But we talk about how so many people have more success at the beginning when they know nothing versus later when they know a lot because they keep it simple, but because the passion, the excitement, the tone of voice is so, it's just there as we go. So Judy, what would you do? You're starting all over again right now, day one, you're going to make it happen. It's a really difficult question for me (laughs) to even think about having to start over. But I can tell you from one business to the next, when I did start over, I used everything that I learned in the six and a half years previously to that. I I looked at the mistakes that I made and the things that I did that where I changed and where I really saw my business change, where I started to become successful. And I would use all that to get started with something else. And that's honestly, it's all about like Ashlyn talked about building relationships with people. Um, you have to talk to people. So many people get into this business and they're afraid to talk to people. I'm afraid to talk to people, but you have to talk to people because that's your lifeblood in this type of business. So if I were to start all over again, number one, the most important thing, I would have to join a company that aligned with my values, that had products that I was going to use and have a testimonial for, because I think that you have to love your products to be able to sell them to other people. And then I would I would just lean on what I learned about it's a people business and continue building those relationships because the people that are going to join me or buy my product are going to be the people that have followed me on social media over the years. And then I've built relationships. They know that if they reach out to me in messenger, I'm going to come back to them and, and respond to them. They know that they're going to get a birthday message from me. If they're my friend on Facebook, they're going to get a birthday message from me every year. And I just think, The building relationships is so important so that when you do have to start over, you have that going for you because all in all, that's really what's going to make your business successful is those people. So build your arc before it rains. And this is a concept and principle for everything. I have a friend that been telling him to leave his job for five years. He said, I don't know how. I'm like, go to lunch with two people every single week. That's it. Stay in contact with these people. And trust me, something will come out of it. And he didn't, he didn't. And then, you know, I ended up finding him a job right through my contacts. And so now this time around, he's looking at doing that. But that's with everything that you're doing. It's so important and crucial as you understand this, the people business. And Judy says something was interesting. She says, I'm scared of making new invites. I think that's important because I think a lot of times people think, oh, because they're such an incredible leader, they're not scared. There are a couple of those. I was not one of those. Even when I got to the point where I was the number one recruiter of the distributors, every single time I reached out to somebody, I was nervous. Now, I know there's some that don't get nervous, but for me, I always was a little bit nervous as I was making it happen. So Charlie and Annie, what, what would you say? What would you do from a tactical strategy standpoint? Yeah, thanks, Rob. I think the biggest thing right now, if we had to start over again, I think we're in an information overload, you know, situation where there is information coming about the world even. You know, if you want to look at it at a global and then, you know, local and country, it's just overwhelming. So for me, I would actually put myself straight away onto a media fast or an information fast so that I could 
block out all the negativity that actually undermines my belief in myself even starting out all over again. So, you know, the whole 30-day, 60-day, 90-day mental fast of the outside world. And then I, the second step I would do is then follow, you know, one person, follow one wizard. And, you know, you know, it's whether it Rob, follow you and listen to your strategies and then imply, you know, work with them. Because you're starting out, yes, you've got your leader, work with your leader, no doubt about it. Work with the person who is actually getting results and work with them and be totally teachable. But I think that's part of it. But then follow one wizard. I think at the moment there's so many people that you can go from this, this fantastic speaker and this fantastic speaker and this fantastic speaker and then you go into overwhelm and then you've got the, the, the news telling you what you think is going on, your, your family coming at you. You've really got to almost put that kind of silence around yourself to say, I'm going to fortify me and I'm going to set my goals and I'm going to work to that. I think that's the biggest challenge is, you know, putting yourself into, you know, that this is me, this is my world. Yes, I'm going to, I love, you know, Judy, we, we have to live in relationships, so we've got to do that. But don't take on the negativity that's everywhere around us. It's crazy now. You know, in 2021, it's crazy. And so black it all out and just work on what you're doing is probably what I would say to start all over again. So my uh, big encouragement is to get your phone out and write every name down that you know, because physically we tend to think we've got a lot of information in here and, uh, and lots of you know names in there, but we can never find names, can we? So my biggest thing is if I was starting in again tomorrow, I'd write the biggest list of people. I would then work out who were the biggest networkers or influencers, whether they're on social media or whether they are very good at direct calls, phoning people, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. But just write the list. And then step by step, set your goals. You know what you can do in the physical and you know what you can do on the social networking side of it or media side, I should say. You know, there's a time in the day that you can be very physical because that actually picks up your energy. When you actually go and have a coffee with someone and, uh, you know, for me anyway, this is personally, I get very excited that I'm actually with someone. Right? People person. But when it comes to sitting in front of the screen, yes, it's good. Screen person. But... You know, I don't always get super excited on there. So I like a little bit of more interaction. Zoom is better than texting. And so I'm going to say to you, work to your strengths, you know, build it and be focused. And I totally agree with Annie. Wipe out all your distractions and go for it. Well, those of us that are, live here in America, we would say yes to any of your Aussies because your accents are just so incredibly amazing we're like i'm in i don't know what you're doing but i'm all in right but uh a couple things on that first off with the social media fast so i don't think anybody knows this um but every single so i'm on twitter but no one can follow me on twitter i don't use twitter to, to tweet i use it for my information a very specific of what information i want to go in my head for the world well typically whenever there's the election every four years for a couple months, I will tune in so I'm aware. Um, that's up to each, yeah. each to their own, but I feel like I need to be a little bit aware. That's me personally. As soon as it's done, I unfollow every single person that talks anything at all about yeah. politics because I can't control whether I'm excited or pissed off. At that point, I need to focus on what I can control, and I don't want to spend thoughts on 
thinking that's in, you know, cause it happens, right? It's like, well, if you're an idiot. You think it in your mind, right? You're like, how could someone think that? How could someone say this? And it's happening right now in the world more than ever before with people having strong opinions on both sides of every, literally <clears throat> everything that goes on. And so I had to do that. And I do that consistently. Then what I do is every single morning when I start is I literally log out of everything social media that I don't need. So Twitter for me, this is a new insight for all of you guys. Nobody knew this is my outlet is like my, like, you know, your waste time, your black hole. So I log out. I'm not even on it at all or anything like that. I'll go log out of Instagram. And then unless I need Facebook, I'm creating posts, I'll log out. And I will get laser, laser focused. And then the old adage or old school, look, if if I were going to go crush right now, exactly what Charlie said, I'd do it. You've got to have your list because who are you going to contact? And you can't just think about it. Now you're taking all the information you have. And what did I do? What did I do? My Exactly what you guys just said. That's what I did. I contacted 250 people my first three weeks in network marketing. And I was doing this business very part-time. Like just putting that in perspective for all of you. The other thing that I did is I didn't watch one second of TV for six months. This is back in 2008. I am an avid tennis player, as you all know now. Well, there was the great Wimbledon with Federer and Nadal. That was so painful. I missed that. There was the great Olympics with Michael Phelps. I missed it because I was so laser focused. Right. And that's why it's, it's so important for all of you. Now we're not saying you can do this forever. We're talking about like these small little doses, blitzes where you're going all all out crazy. Andrew, what would you say? Yeah, thanks, Matt. And I think, uh, you know, as I said, it's been said a little bit before, but whether it's day one or day 1000, really it's, it's making that decision to change. And you posted about this just recently where it's like, just start with one, step one conversation one phone call like you know whatever it is we've got to make that decision to change at some point and i like to talk about you know the the sci-fi movie analogy where the time travel movies and someone's about to travel back in time and the scientist always comes out and says do not interact with the past at all because the smallest change the butterfly effect if you do one thing in the past that could drastically change the future well Imagine if we understood that we have that power every single day as well. We don't need to go back into the past. We can just make a decision and start getting into action today, even if it's just one phone call, but we can drastically change our future. So if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I'm that year three and I don't really know what to do. Or if you're at day one, focus on the things that you can control because I can't control if someone says yes to me, but I can control the quality and quantity of the conversations that I have. And that's really the one thing that we can control. Like network marketing is a bit like herding cats in, you know, the Jim Rohn sort of mindset. And it's like raising, you know, 27 teenagers at once. Like there's a lot of moving parts sometimes and we can feel a bit overwhelmed, but I can control how many times I reach out to people. I can control the quality of the conversation that I initiate. I can control how many offers I send out to people every day. And if they say yes or no, if they say yes today, if they say yes in a year, I can't really control that because that's their internal motivation, but I can control how active I am every day. So if you're sitting there and you're deciding today is the day that you launch, 
and maybe you've just been dipping your toe in the water, but you're going to launch today, make that decision and then focus on what you can control. If you get caught up, and I think, Rob, you even sort of said it the other, before with one of the earlier questions, if I'm only launching one person a month, my energy is so dependent on that person. It's like, why hasn't this person done anything? But if I can, you know what? I can't control if they come back to me. I can't control if they open the box and eat the products, but I can control if I go out and I talk to people. So I'm going to focus on what I can do and I'm going to just get consistent with that and get into action. Yeah. The thing I like about that is, is a lot of times we're so results driven and that's where we get let down. And it's, it's great to create some result goals, of course, because it's what we're going for, but it's the whole marry the process, divorce the results and control what Andrew's saying, the controllables of look in order to reach the result, there's only certain things you can control. So let me give an example. Uh, let's say you contact 20 people one month and you end up having 10 say yes and you hit these huge bonuses. And let's say the next month you contact 25 people and only one person says yes. You're not better or worse. In fact, you may have been better the second month. Sometimes the law of averages kicks in at different times. And so you can't base your entire self-esteem in this profession off of just the results. Now, the results are an indicator, of course, but what we're going to do is we're going to measure those results and then we're going to say, okay, what can I can control? It sounds like I need to invite more people and those, those people, those 10, only two are looking. So how can I get better at getting them to look? And as you do that consistently, you're just going to become that sniper. You're going to get better and better. Jackie, what would you do? So... If everything hasn't already been said, I, I feel the pain of going last. My mind was going and anyway, the first thing I'm going to say is that you can't do better until you know better. So this question was, what would I do now if I had to start all over again? I would 100% take everything that I've learned and I would just run with it now. And that means taking what I, the mistakes I made this time around and making sure I don't do them again, such as being laser focused in on a, a rank or a pin or a title. And then, you know, when, when I didn't hit those, those goals that I had, because I'm going to be honest, I did not. If, if you have a leader that says it was straight to the top, smooth sailing, I made a goal. I hit the goal every time they're lying. So I'm just going to tell you that, you know, I'm going to stop focusing Stop focusing on a rank or a title. It is a, it is a name. Focus on building. We build a business like you build a house. You start at day one and you're building a foundation. You don't build a house and not have a strong, solid foundation. You need to look at your business like you are building a house of bricks. You don't want a house of straw. You don't want to build a house on sand. So I would learn from that mistake that I had made because if you don't hit it, the fall is so hard and you, because you're focused on all the wrong things, focus in on the income producing activities and getting better every single day and following that mentor. Absolutely. I would, the last thing I'm going to say, because there's so many things, well, maybe the second last thing, guys, don't turn a pothole into a stop sign in your journey. 
There are potholes in the road. There's hurdles, there's twists, there's turns. And too many people turn all of those things into a stop sign. True leaders, true successful people in anything, sport, um, corporate business, network marketing, we are, we figure stuff out. We become professional figure outers. And you've got to learn how to pivot. You hit a wall, you've got to be able to figure out how you are going to get around it. Don't let a pothole turn into a stop sign. But the last thing I'm going to say is I, if I had to do it all over, would give myself grace. I would give myself permission to be messy. I would give myself permission to make mistakes, but making mistakes that I can learn from. I would give myself permission to have patience with myself and with the process. And instead of wanting everything yesterday, because I am a red personality, I want everything now, I had to learn that patience was critical to me getting to the next level. If you're not there yet, honey, you're not ready. There's something you need yeah. to learn. There's something you have not figured out yet. And you need to get with your mentor and figure it out. When you figure that out, you're going to get to that next level. But remember, new level, new devil. So last but not least, enjoy the process. I didn't. For my first first year and a half in my, my business, I didn't do that. I was so stressed out. I worked 24-7. I didn't work smart. I worked hard, but I wasn't smart at it. And my stress and anxiety was up here all the time. That's not good. And the majority of people can't handle running on that, that level, that intensity all the time. You're going to burn out. Stop and enjoy your small wins. The big wins are great. But I got to tell you, it's all the little wins that add up to the big ones and enjoy it. Please enjoy it. If I had to do it all over again, you're dang right. I would enjoy it more. Thanks, Jackie. Giving yourself grace, enjoying it, all of those things as you go are important because you guys are going to beat yourselves up, at least most do, and you shouldn't as you go. And you can really focus on that process of when it shifted for me is when I said, you know what? It may not be where I want to be, but if I can focus on just getting better, just get better, just get better, right? And yeah, I may have started way down here on public speaking, but I said, you know what? Just get better. And, and I actually, I brought on uh, one, of my, one of my friends that, you know, still in the business that was here right when I began. And he said that uh, at the very beginning, he would just be like, are you sure, Rob? Like, you need to speak again. You need to train. And I'm like, look, I know, Lance. I know I'm not that good. I know I suck, but you got to let me keep going. That's the only way I'm going to get better. And so he'd be like, okay, because he was a really good presenter. And I wasn't a good presenter at all. And so that's why it's so absolutely key and critical that you just shift the mindset for this. So I want to go over the top success tips and as it's a common theme that someone says, you know, like, well, tell me what are your, and you can go in any di different direction that you guys want on this and we'll mix up who goes first on this one. Um, but top success tips, when someone says to you and they're in your, on your team and they say, okay, can you tell me what are the most important things for me to have both short-term and long-term success? And I want all of you to understand this. How are the questions are answered? Maybe these leaders are different than me, 
I'm always going to say some similar things, but it's always going to be a little different, right? Because you have different interpretations depending on the day, but the themes are pretty much the same. It's how you communicate is a little bit different. So let's start with Charlie and Annie, since you guys have been right in the middle each time. Let you guys go first this time. <laughs> yeah. I think the, uh, the top success tips for me is to play the long-term game. I think when people come into this industry, this absolutely fabulous dynamic industry that can literally change people's lives, and we've, we've actually experienced it ourselves to go from absolutely nothing to, you know, have so much, but we were willing to play the long-term game. We decided we were going to be, we weren't even going to question our results or anything for the first five years. We weren't even going to question anything. We were just going to do exactly what it took for the first five years. And for people go, you know, people now would go five years. Oh, boy. But, you know, that's a really long term in this industry. That's a long game. You know, we're now 20 years, but we weren't even going to question anything for the first five. So for me, it's that whole Simon Sinek, you know, play for the long-term games and, you know, make sure you keep moving your goalposts as you go because I think we can get very comfortable um, as we go. So, you know, that's the big thing. Um, I think the also thing is to celebrate your wins in the short term. Celebrate those little wins, which, you know, we didn't really do in the early days. We would just go, 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 go. But I really encourage people to, you know, celebrate the little wins. And I don't mean go, oh, God, I can stop. No, it's like, yep. Let's go and, you know, like you say, you do date night every month, every week or every month. My goodness, we were lucky to do it every three months and that would be celebrating a win for us. Um, you know, so it's really because we were so, you know, we had nothing. We were zero, like that line. And so we had to get out there and, and, and win. We had to win, but we didn't celebrate the wins. And so, you know, that was something that, you know, it, I would really encourage people to stop, celebrate a win, but get straight back into it, the next win. Celebrate that win, you know. So for me, they're two of the top ones, is play a long-term game and celebrate your little wins, just your little ones. My encouragement is uh, if you're, you know, exactly, long-term game, but you've got to be doing something every day in your business, right? Yeah. It's not, you know, everyone sells a dream of leverage and, you know, you can work, you know, and then stop and no, 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 not at all. At the end of the day, you need to be doing something in your business every day. Now, that includes from people to yourself, you know, making sure you, this is right, you know, your daily activities. What are your 10 or 12 daily actions, you know, from business revenue to revenue-raising, but really at the end of the day, you know, you've got to concentrate on working on yourself, um, you know, but it's, you know, if it's not a, a revenue-raising activity, question it. There's a lot of people spend a lot of time in this business and, you know, we can all get caught up on being busy doing the things that aren't actually caught creating income, you know, but yeah. it doesn't matter what level and as you grow, there's different things you have to do to build the business, but, you know, it's really making sure you're doing something every day to move it forward. So I'm going to sum that up with my own interpretation uh, is what I'm doing right now, making me the most amount of money. So it's something you can put on your desk and you can look at constantly and refer to rich people think long-term people think short-term that's spiritually, financially, physically, mentally, and in all aspects of life, you need to have the balance of long-term vision and short-term urgency. That's why yes. they're the perfect like match as they're talking about this because it's, it's, How's the best way to say this? Um, John Maxwell says this. Jackie and I met at a, a John Maxwell event. Andrew was there as well. All three of us were there. 
And John Maxwell says this. He says, you can't look at it as, as a marathon nor a sprint. And my yeah. interpretation was a marathon has too much long-term thinking with no short-term urgency. So it's always someday. A sprint has too much short-term urgency if you're always sprinting where you're going to burn yourself out. And so you, there are times to sprint, times to walk, times to jog, times to maybe even crawl. But there are different times in your business. And when you can have that perspective, huge, huge success insight. Andrew, talk to us. Yeah, Matt, I, if I could just like, I, don't know, I think I've frozen up there for a second. We can hear you though, but you're frozen, oh, just your uh, face. My video is frozen. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, just piggyback a little bit off what Annie was saying there as well, and, and what you were saying where with that long, long, long-term mindset, I think some people just think, well, if I just trudge along, I'll eventually get there. But if we want financial freedom, you know, we want to actually get there soon too, right? Like we want to get there at a point where we can enjoy it in our life. So, you know, my background was sports medicine. So, you know, I came from a good income, but I also had to look back of how many years at university and the sacrifice and the money and everything that I have to do to get to that. So I had that same mindset coming into our business of if we're going to achieve that, like there's got to be a learning process. There's got to be an apprenticeship. There's got to, got to be a degree that I've got to go through essentially. So having that mindset. And then I think taking that, that next step for me is, is mentorship, you know, is so incredibly important and we need to surround ourselves with great people. And you and Sean were talking about it earlier of, the environment that we have around us and, and finding those couple of mentors who are really going to believe, uh, uh, you know, breathe belief and skill set into ourselves. But then also we need to become a great mentor and a great leader. And again, we talk about the difference between a good life and a great life and a good life and a great business is being able to mentor people to really step up and take over and systems and, and leverage and, and having people follow us is fantastic but we want to mentor them to really grow themselves. So I think that mentorship is so important that we've got to surround ourselves with people who will lift us up and continually challenge ourselves. And then we turn around and we do that as well. And we find these great people. We find these people who are in action, all the stuff we we're talking about earlier, and we breathe that belief into them and we give them that skill set, and we show them not only how to do a good business, but actually lead a good life. Again, another John Maxwellism is don't just teach people how to build a business, teach them how to live great lives. And if you can do that, you will live an amazing life. That's the business behind the business right there that yeah. people miss all the time is a lot of the reason why people stick is because of the feeling and the progress that they're having in their personal lives because of this business. And then the money becomes a byproduct of that. And so, yeah, the law of association is real and the mentorship is real. You know, I, I remember one of my good friends, he asked someone that's worth over $100 million, what does it take to be successful? And he said, oh, it's pretty easy. Find someone who's done it, ask them how they did it, and follow the steps and plans that they teach you. And, and I know that sounds really simple, and sometimes people are going to give you more advice, and some are going to give less, but you, you've got so much information that as Annie was talking about earlier, is sometimes the problem is we keep seeking more information. Instead of finding a couple of those people, those, those gurus, those mentors, as Andrew just said, like a couple of those people, narrow it down. I just had a uh, talk with a company that I'm consulting for, 
a newer company that just started consulting for in the last two months. And I said, look, you got to tell your field that they should be following max two people that are coaching. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, even if it's not me, I'm like, I know that sounds weird, but I'm like, my goal is to help people. And they take those and they basically mainly actually have one person. They're following those principles and anything else they hear or to try to help them because otherwise it's climbing Mount Everest this way. Oh, someone said climb it that way. And they did probably climb it that way. So then they go back down and then they go climb it that way. And they're like, oh, did you see what so-and-so's doing over there? That looks pretty cool. It's scenic view. They climb back down and then they climb it back up and all the ways could be good. But if you're trying to do all the ways, you're going to end up climbing the mountain, none of the ways. And so you've got to figure out who those mentors are. You got to find the right ones. You got to be coachable and teachable, which is also taking action. That's the greatest compliment. Yeah. that you can give a mentor is when you say, you know what? I listened to what you told me. I went and did it. I went and made it happen. Ashlyn, talk to us. Top secret sauce, super duper tips of the world. Uh, just to add on a couple things um, that, that have already been said. Uh, I personally don't, I'm going to start with long-term just because I already started talking. Uh, I don't believe in balance. Um, overall, I don't, I don't think it's possible. I think we can constantly chase it and, and try to achieve it. Um, but I don't think it exists, but in the pursuit of balance, I think it's really important as you're building a business to remember why, like a lot of times we can get very busy. Um, it can be very, uh, straining on marriages and families, um, because we get so hyper-focused on our goal and, um, we're working hard on it and what, and, you know, even if they support us and they believe in us, sometimes it gets um, a little crazy. So a long-term success tip um, for me is to make sure that you're incorporating um, those important people. Uh, if you have a long, say you're doing a blitz for a certain amount of time, make sure that there's some kind of plan at the end of it um, to make it all worthwhile for those around you, helping you through it. Uh, if you've got to balance out, um, you know, maybe you've got a lot of calls for the week, balance out a date with a date night or a family movie night, something that they know, hey, mom's really busy or dad's really busy. These three, these three nights in a row, but on that last, that last night, then we get to do X, Y, Z. Um, and just incorporating your family, your spouse, your significant other friends, even um, into your goal, knowing that, you know, you're working hard, um, but there's some play after. If they can just hang in there and be patient and supportive, uh, that can make all the difference. Um, otherwise, you just start kind of running in opposite directions, um, and then and then nobody remembers what you're what you're working for. Um, so that's a lesson that I have learned was attempting to um, achieve balance. Um, and then a short-term tip also really applies to me. I uh, have been a stay-at-home mom for, uh, I don't even know, seven years now, almost eight years now, um, which was never my plan. That's not, was never my, um, my goal in life, I'll tell you. But uh, I enjoy it now. I'm very comfortable with it. Um, but depression is something I battle all the time, and that gets more difficult, I think, um, at home and being sort of isolated. So I have to kind of... Um, put little rules in place for myself to do it anyway. The days that I don't feel like 
doing anything, whether that's my business or the laundry. Um, I have to have this set amount of minimums, like you talk about all the time, Rob, um, having your daily minimums. I have to have these certain things that, that I have to tell myself, even if I feel terrible, even if I don't want to, even if, you know, the dog ran down the street and, you know, the dryer's on fire, whatever. At some point I have to at least do these things um, because it can be detrimental. Oh, we lost Ashlyn there. Her kids probably ran in and just cut her, her Wi-Fi. That's what guys. <laughs> they cut the whole computer there right when she was going to drop the biggest bomb of all. Judy, top success tip. Cheating. Oh, there you oh, are. Back. You're back. We lost you. Oh, oh no. Just for a second. Uh, it was only it was shared, only like, the last 15 seconds. So give us the last 15 second okay. recap. Well, I shared the secret to life. So I knew it. I told I'm you guys. To it. I told you. <sighs> no, I was just saying, um, you know, when you compound, you know, the times that you just that you don't um, go for your minimums and make sure you're achieving these things, it can really compound um, mentally in your brain and you can start to feel defeated, even if that's not really true in the weights and balances, um, it can feel that way. So just for your own mental health, you know, keep on those minimums, make sure you're doing them even when you don't wanna because you really are going to feel so much better about yourself at the end of the day, at the end of the week. Uh, and you're going to know that, you know, I had a terrible day or I just didn't feel, wasn't feeling it that day, but I did these things because those are my minimums. And on a day when I feel great, then I'll knock out that other stuff. So just set those minimums and follow them um, absolutely to a T. Yeah. And that, and that's so important. And like you said, we can beat ourselves up as we go. And, and let's just, let's just be honest here. Let's be real. This business is brutal at some points. Doesn't mean it's not amazing. Doesn't mean there's a huge dream. Doesn't mean there's not incredible uh, rainbow at the end, but yeah, you got those days where you have five people, you know, absolutely reject you and we take it personal and we're dealing with our fears and we're dealing with all these things. It, it can, it's, it's, it's very, very emotional. And especially when the structure is all up to you. So that's why we do these type of virtual events to, to help you to build that belief, confidence, those strategies and those skills, and to give you that structure. Judy, top success tips. Okay. Um, a couple in addition to what everybody else has already talked about, because they've all been amazing. Uh, you talk about this all the time and I never really understood this for years but uh, when I finally got it, I understood. And mindset is so important. So we need to, number one, we need to have the right mindset for ourselves. The mindset of uh, being a positive person and believing in ourselves, believing in our company, what we're doing and our products. But you also have to teach people to have that positive mindset. And it's not always easy because you will have people that come in and they're negative. And no matter what you say or do, you just cannot get these people in the proper mindset. But that negativity is going to hold them back from ever being successful. Who wants to join someone who's nothing but negativity? I don't. So I think that's, you know, mindset is super important to teach people. In addition to being committed and really treating this like a business, I mean, not like a job because we don't all, none of us want to have a job because we are the boss of ourselves, right? But, but to treat it like a business, if you want to get paid, 
the the bigger bucks, then you have to be serious and treat it like a business. If all you want to do is be a part of the group, um, try products, you love the products, and you just want to have, be a part of that bigger culture and team, then sure, by all means, treat it like a hobby. And finally, um, as leaders, and this is something that has been totally uh, a game changer for me, we have to learn. We have to consistently keep learning. And that's why it's so important to follow coaches like Rob and there are so many others out there. But if you stop learning, then yeah. actually stopping the growth of your organization. Because if you don't teach them to continue learning, to go outside of you to learn from other experts in the field, then you're really stunning the growth of your entire organization. So where maybe three years ago, I may have had that scarcity mindset and I might have said, no, do not go, do not do, not do that training, do not. It's totally different for me now because you have to, you can't be afraid that if somebody listens to someone else, that they're going to learn more from them and, and, and leave you or whatever. You just can't do that. You just always have to focus on teaching people to learn as much as they can. And you as a leader also have to never stop training, never stop learning. And that's why I continue to go to Rob's Masterminds. Can't wait to see you next week. Hey, thanks, friend. <laughs> so let me ask you a question, Judy. Were you... How much of today's session have you listened to? I have, well, I, the only thing I'm missing, missing today is the maybe five minutes where I change from one Zoom to the next. So the reason why I'm saying this, and I get it, it's, it's not saying like, obviously Australia is like, don't ask me this question. It's 7 a.m. here. <laughs> um, but my main point is just with Judy, you've got someone who's making seven figures annually right? Not a seven-figure earner, a seven-figure annual earner. And she's missed five minutes. And I guarantee you, she has things that are either new insights or reminders of, oh, you're right. I need to do that better. And that's, yeah. that's a mark of a great leader, not a good leader. Every single one of these leaders that are on here are, I can just tell you, extremely extremely coachable and their sponges where they're trying to learn. And the other important part is, is as much as they learn, the big part of their learning is they're big time implementers, big time mm -hmm. implementers. That's why they're fast movers and shakers. It's like next, like, okay, let's do this. Like they get excited about ideas and they just want to go implement. So Jackie, talk to us. Oh, I get to just wrap this sucker up, huh? All right, guys. Well, <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say, and this kind of just ties in because every single one of these incredible leaders have just, I know there's so much more we could have said, and there's not a whole lot more that I can add to this final question that you haven't heard already, but I just want to know, and I want you all who are watching to ask yourself, seriously ask yourself, why the heck am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I here? And it's not you know, it can't be superficial. And I used to do it, you know, what's your why? And I immediately would go, hmm. seriously, like we're really like, I need to make money. That's why I'm here. Okay, well, very good. But that's not enough to have you show up when times get hard. Why are you here? Why do you need this business? What will happen in your life if you don't? go all in. What are the consequences? What's going to happen? Where will you be in three months, five years, 10 years? I can tell you when I started, 
I needed my business. I needed this profession more than I needed oxygen because we were at the point of literally almost losing our home. The lights were on barely and the roof over our heads barely. So I could not afford to get wrapped up in nonsense. I had to be laser focused. And every time things got hard, I had to just sit myself down and I had to look at my kids. I had to look at my family and they were the inspiration that I needed at when times were not easy. And that was enough to get me back in the game and to show up again and again and again. And you can knock me down, but I'm just like that Wii game. You remember the boxing game? And you're like, how's the dude going to get up? And all of a sudden up he gets again, right? And you're like, that's me, okay? If your reason for doing your business does not stir an emotion inside of you, it's not strong enough. If just the thought of me not showing up to work every single day makes me literally, I do this because I feel it right here. I feel physically sick because the consequences of laying down and getting lazy and not showing up and going inconsistent and getting wrapped up in drama and getting wrapped up in all the people that said no, because they, they do, they say no, all of that, that is not taking me to the goal. That is not taking me to the promised land of where I want to go. So when you are down, I want you to ask yourself this question, okay? How would the person I'd like to be do the things I'm about to do? So if you are, that's my number one. I mean, I could give you all kinds of things, but I want to leave you with that. If you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I'll just watch the replay. Yeah, I know. Andrew said that there was a Zoom today and there was a training, but I'll just catch it later. How would the person, so think of your ultimate goal. What do you want to make? What is your dream life? Now, how would that person show up today? Would that person miss the Zoom? Would that person miss this event with Rob Sperry? Would that person go to their events and show up on the trainings and put it all into action? You're damn right they would. And that is the place on top of your why of where you work from every single day. You do not come into your business with a bad attitude. You don't start your day whining, complaining, carrying on. If that's how you feel, do not pick up your phone. You better get some personal growth and development going in your ears real fast. Do not start your day with a negative. Why are you here? Why do I need this? And how would the person I'd like to be, my ultimate version of myself, how, how would they show up today? And that's how I'm going to show up today. So that's my pro tip for you. Just drop the mic on that. I love it. So much power, so much emotion, right? Like I said, think about the million dollar version of you. And some of you are like, oh, I don't have a goal to make millions. Whatever. What's the best version of you? How would you act? How would you talk? How would you speak? What would your posture be like? What would your tone be like? And you got to start acting as if right now, again, we're not necessarily saying working more hours, right? For some of you, maybe that's the case. But for most of you, it's the hours that you work. It's more focus, right? It's being that sniper. It's more boldness as you do this. So I want to say thank you personally to all of you guys for coming on and providing so much value. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash 
that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star rating review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.